Hey, hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined by our very own Army of the Dead. First of all, the evil genius, the keeper of the inner sanctum, and the numbers guy, Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? Ah, I don't know. How did it I was going to do that. Oh, okay. Fucker. We'll do wah <laughs> You could always do brains. Brains. Oh, and of course... The man who's always wrong, and with a hole in his collection. The clown prince of collecting. The dirty old geek, Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? I am wonderful. I am disappointed that I wasn't able to do my clever opening because Keith got clever. Bitch. It happens every now and then. And I am, of course, the long-suffering <laughs> world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. My name is Lance, and I should just say this every time. You bastards, why are you torturing me like this? Why? And welcome to another issue. <laughs> Brian, you got uh, you got some news this week. Yeah, so uh, Eternals is expected to draw a weekend uh Box office is probably about $69 million. Now, you had made mention that they might not release this in China. Did, did you find out if they released this in China? Or? As far as I know, no. And there have been other countries that have banned it because of the um, LGBTQ plus content. Oh, okay. Uh, because there are characters. So there have actually been countries that have banned the movie. Which, uh, you know what, is stupid beyond belief. Uh, it's fucking 2020. Come on. Yeah. 2021. It's 2021, but it's the 2020s. Thank God it's not 2020 anymore, but it's the <laughs> yeah. 2020s. It's the 2020s. Uh, I think that um, if we haven't figured that out yet, we've just got so much further to go than I think we should as a species. Anyway, it, it is the lowest Rotten Tomato score of any Marvel film at 49%. I don't even know that they're they're saying it's been review bombed at this point. I just, from what I've heard, it's it's just a lot of characters to introduce and um, a lot of story packed into it, and that it it just didn't um, translate well. So we'll see. I have not seen it yet. Uh, I know others of us have, uh, but I still haven't seen Black Widow, and I haven't seen um, Shang Chi, Shang Chi, whatever the fuck it's called now. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. So that's the that's the big news. Uh, the trailer for the Book of Boba Fett was released. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't really give you a lot of meat. Couple couple of you know Boba Fett's uh, consolidating job of the Hutt's territory, if you will. Yeah. So yay for that. Though I, you know what, there's going to be another show coming out where they're going to be talking more about the Red Dawn and Darth Maul, and so it seems like. Star Wars is going to be exploring its underworld I've roots. I've been looking forward to that for a yes. long time. Yes. So that's that's the news. We had uh, a couple notable deaths this week, unfortunately. Peter Scolari, that uh, we might yeah. remember from Bosom Buddies. Uh, he was the one who didn't become quite as famous as Tom Hanks. He's the one who could juggle. But I always enjoyed him. He was also uh, in New Heart, which I enjoyed him in. Uh, good actor. So that one... Uh, was sad for me. Uh, James Michael Tyler from Friends, Gunther, uh, passed away this week. He'd been battling cancer for a long time uh, and being a big Friends fan. My wife is now re-watching it for the 27th time. 
So, and then the biggest one for us as old geeks, uh, Joanna Cameron, who played Isis. Yes. In the Shazam Isis hour. Uh, unfortunately passed on. She was in her 70s. So, those are the big ones. Uh, as far as birthdays this week, we've got 1940, Richard Corbin. 1927, Steve Ditko, who's no longer with us. Uh, 1953 was Tom Lyle. We might remember him from his wonderful Robin run. <laughs> that was one of Keith's favorites. Uh, 1981 was the death of Wally Wood. Uh, 61 was Tom Grindberg, who, uh, who came up with the visuals for the death character in Sandman. And I think it was the only character in Sandman that Neil Gaiman didn't visually develop. He had drawings for all the others. Death he left alone. So Grinberg did that. 1998 is the death of Bob Kane. 1938, birth of Jim Steranko. 1979 would have been the death of Al Cap, for those of us who are comic strip fans. And uh, in 2001 was the death of Gray Morrow, who, uh, whose artwork I still really enjoy. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, that's um, Moment of Silence for Those Who Passed. Joanna Cameron, one of my early and big Hollywood crushes. Still to this day. It's a little place in my heart for ISIS. That's it. All right, so for this week's edition of the world-famous Three Old Geeks Top 3 list, gentlemen, with 15 minutes on the timer, name your top three favorite zombie movies and go. Okay, number three for me. Son of a bitch. No one. Getting ready. I don't think either one of you is going to have this on your list. I have a feeling I know where you're going because you've mentioned this one before. But you, you, you've met, you said that you've got a couple that I don't think is going to be on the list. Yeah. He always um, says that. Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Snyder's Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. The, the, yeah. Yeah. 2008, I think. Yeah. No. That was the first zombie movie where the zombies fucking moved. Yeah. It, and that, to me, was... It's it's more frightening when they can come after. Well, I, I didn't uh, twenty eight days. Yeah, I thought that's what I was gonna say. Okay. And twenty eight days later, do you consider that a zombie movie? I don't really. I think it it's in, in the broad view considered a zombie movie, but, but yeah, I that's the one where they move fast. First. That's a trip to Woodfield movie <laughs> for me. Okay. <laughs> During uh, Christmas season, when the little girl and right in the beginning jumps up in the hallway, and the way she jumped up. And then bump, and then took off down the. You, I was like, these aren't fucking zombies. Yeah. What the fuck is this? She closes the door. I was, I yeah, no, I these was are like, Olympic okay. caliber zombies. Yeah, these are Olympic. These are super zombies. So that was the first one that scared me, because I was used to zombie flicks and I was used to how zombies shambling. And yeah, the good time to pull out a gun. Yeah, and aim and shoot him in the load head. it yeah. and maybe forge your own bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Make a pot of coffee. Make a pot of coffee, yeah. Put, uh, put a bucket in front of them and stop. They'll trip and fall. Put plastic up on the walls <laughs> just so you clean up's easier. Yeah, this was, uh, that to me was shocking. And okay. so that yeah. stands out. Okay. No, that's a good one. That that was in my considerations. But I, I'm going to lance my number threes. 
the one it, I, we talked about it before. I, I think it's still a zombie movie. It, it can be argued it's not. Uh, Night of the Comet. Okay. Okay. It's a zombie movie. We got okay. I was picking pushback there, but you know. Uh, that's the two a, girls trapped in a mall. Yep, yep. And the, the zombies come. The the the, the alien infected. infected zombies. Dead zombie people. So, uh, do I consider it a zombie flick? Not so much, but I'll give okay, it to you. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to I'll, you. I'll, I'll, it's not I, on my list, so it doesn't fuck back, me. That's why I have backup. Uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Relatively new movie, I think. Oh, came, yeah. Came out a few I've years I've heard ago. of it. It's very fun I've never film. Seen it. It's three, three friends are going to sign up for the Boy Scouts, and... They go in on a camp out and all of a sudden a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, is that uh is that a net is it like a Netflix movie? Or was it on Netflix? I, I think it was in the theaters. Okay. But it's on Netflix now. I've think. heard of it, yeah. yeah. It, it's a fun it little film. Fun. Yeah, it, it's 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 you know, I guess you could look at it as modern age monster squad <laughs> if you want to, with zombies instead of the classic monsters. And uh, you know, I'm I'm sure it got made because Walking Dead, but it was very fun. It's a yeah. fun little flick. Um I wouldn't call it heartwarming, but you know, <laughs> they they do find a young lady. They help. No, not that way. Shut up. Um, We're just expecting it from you now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that would be my number. My other number three. <laughs> Your other number three. Well, in okay. case my first number three got shot out of the air, shot in the head, uh, whatever you want to call it. All right. Well, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna for my number three. I'm actually gonna do my number one just to get it out of the way. Because I've already... Can we do that now? No. And, and No, what he's doing is he doesn't want to get his toes stepped on. I'm going oh. to bet I don't step on any toes. Uh, uh, well, and, and I'm going to go with the obvious because I've sung its praises before. And I, like I said, I'm just going to get it out of the way. I'm going to call it my number three. And that's it, and it's actually the godfather of all the zombie movies. And that's Night of the Living Dead. Yes. You know, and I didn't think... I think you guys would probably consider that low-hanging fruit. But I consider that one of the great, you know, benchmarks of cinema. It's as far a, as as far as independent filmmaking, as far as setting up the genre, as far as you know establishing Romero as a director, as far as the the political statement of the the you know African American lead guy is one of the first movies that did that with the kind of redneck ending at the end and stuff like that. I just I in general I think it's a it's an important piece of, of filmmaking. I agree with you. 100%. I do too. Yeah, it's it my... set up the legend. Yeah, I mean it yeah. said there's so much set of everything rules. we have. Yeah. yeah. For today came from that. I, I I had it on my list. I didn't have it numbered because I figured someone would have it. Yeah, I didn't put it on my list either. Okay, but it's just fucking brilliant. Yes, just fucking brilliant. That's well, now I think because now the rest of it, I think we're gonna be tripping over each other with the rest of these. Ah, maybe. Okay, maybe. Maybe. Not. maybe, maybe. All right. So the, uh, maybe. What's your uh, What's your number two there, Brian? Okay, uh, mine. I am gonna go from. Uh, you could call this a cousin. Cousins. Yeah. To uh, Night of the Living Dead, uh, because the guy worked on it uh, and got George Romero's uh, blessing blessing to make this film, and uh, that I believe Dan O'Bannon's Return of the Living Dead. All right, cross that off mine. <laughs> that was my number two. All. There is so much in that film oh, from the breeze. It established the brain uh, eating. Yeah, actually, did, did, yeah, you're right. It did. It did. Yeah, that established it. And uh and talking. They talked. They found like a French performance artist to play that first zombie. 
because he was so thin. Yeah. Because they had to add shit to him, and they they kept thinking, well, the more we add, the bulkier he's going to get. And they found a guy who was really thin to do that. Oh, and it's got it's got um, the uh, uh, dissected uh, dog, the dog, yeah, yeah, which yeah. again one of the great pieces of of uh, practical effects. Yes. Uh, the cadaver that comes with the bald. Yeah. Just yeah. that. That scene is so frightening. Again, they move so just, fast. Yeah. Just the way they set it up. It just, but when they stick the thing in its head and it's still wiggling and oh my god, that was oh and send more cops yeah. and Linnea Quigley, and probably her finest role. We kind of figured that. Yeah, that was yeah. that was part of your critique. She no, was I, wearing a uh, a prosthetic vagina. I think you've mentioned this before. Yeah, it? she was willing to do it uh, fully nude, didn't have a problem with it, but uh, because they wanted to keep the rating, <laughs> they had to yeah. cover her, so she had to wear it. So that's a little bit of whatnot for you guys who are watching. Disappointing. No. <laughs> I remember seeing it in the theater. I, the actually, movie. one of the movies I have seen in the theater as well. I'm not sure if I have or not. Oh. oh. What's your number two? Well, let's return to <laughs> but we could keep talking uh, about it. Uh, I'll go off and uh, I will go off and and it 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 was gonna be honorable mention. It was a semi fun movie. It it uh, a Joe Piscopo vehicle. So <laughs> Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo. You're and thinking about the prosthetics. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, it's called Dead Heat. Uh, again, it is. It is a Keith. Pulling out the the, the esoteric yes. here. Fun little movie. It's twice he's done it. <clears throat> I someone's got to do it. You guys are no, <laughs> no. Um, I watch too many movies. Have seen too many movies. It's just a fun little movie about a couple cops who get caught up in hey zombie getting, and which we should make that movie too. Zombie getting. Oh, that'd be fun. We got to get through Lama getting first, or Lama 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 Apocalypse. And uh, Patent pending, trademark pending. Brides of Mano. <laughs> well, that yeah, that that's done. I thought. <laughs> but yeah, isn't it? It's uh, Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. Yes. And they're New York. It, isn't New it like a zombie, a pure zombie movie with hordes of zombies? Or I thought it was more of there's a. It, there's individual zombies. I, I don't think they budgeted hordes of zombies. Yeah, no, it was more like like Joe Piscopo they, gets they, like they it was magic made. or something like that, wasn't it? They were being made. Uh, I think it was more science, but yeah, it was being the zombies were being. God, I gotta made. watch that one. I have not watched. It's I been a long time. Yeah. I just remembered a big zombie that like looked like an old biker that was a zombie. I got now. We gotta find this one. I got. I yeah, I own it, so I can loan it to you. <laughs> or you can find that number two for you. The interwebs. Number two for me is a recent one, and that is Army of the Dead. Oh, another I, Zack Snyder. Another Zack Snyder, and I just thought, and again, it's it's speaking to speaking to me on the heist. It's a heist movie. It's it's literally combining a heist movie and a zombie movie. They're actually they're they're making a prequel called Army of Thieves or something like that, which is supposedly not going to have zombies in it. And it's going to be the the heist team before this all happened, oh. which I, to me is even more fascinating. But yeah, Dave Bautista, a really great cast, go and heist twenty million dollars from a casino in a zombie in uh, infested uh, Las Vegas. It's got a zombie tiger in it, which was kind of cool. I've seen it yet. But uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of a neat mix-up of action and uh, and a heist movie and zombie stuff. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I think we should do a mix of a zombie and a cooking show. 
Okay. How to cook brains. That's that was I I zombie. I that zombie, was the entire yeah, yeah, the yeah. entire they cooked the, fifteen the minutes first fifteen of, minutes of I zombie was. So you had to put hot sauce on everything. How to cook how to cook brains in a in a yeah. pleasing manner. Yeah. Okay, so, number one for me. Got Big Brother meets zombies and dead. Sex, yes, but that's a TV show. That was a good one. Yes, that was excellent. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun. My top one would probably have been a TV series, so I didn't include it. But uh, this was probably the best zombie film I've ever seen, and that's Train from Busan. And you have mentioned it previously. I just and I have heard the same thing. Like this yeah. is the best zombie movie ever. I still haven't seen it. The amount of fucking tension they build. Plus, give you a story that makes sense, and I just on fucking real. I mean, it's just that good. When it, I love a zombie movie that becomes a zombie movie. You know, like the yeah, yeah. Uh, it starts out everything's normal, and then all of a sudden shit goes haywire. But it goes haywire in a way that you find realistic. You know, somebody passes out or falls down, or and then somebody gets bit, and then all of a sudden the shit's all this happening. And you don't have time to react to it because it, none of it makes sense in a re, in, in in reality. In reality, yeah. Yeah, but Train from Busan, it, it's a Korean film. It's unfucking real. Uh, just the amount of tension, the pace of the movie never slows down. Do I have to read it? Thankfully, there is not a lot of talking. But yes, shit, yes. I would watch it twice. I would watch it once and not read it, and then watch it the second time, and read it. Or the other way around, but it's okay. striking. It's just so stunning. We're running out of time. How are we? No nope. time. Plenty of time. Go ahead. Uh, my number one is just like that movie. It's totally serious, totally deadly. Of course, it's Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I I just love that movie. I probably watch it more than any other zombie movie. It it it's fun. It it's when they're beating the. Death Steve doll to Don't Stop Me Now and <laughs> with the pool cues and everything. It just it's it's so fun. Well the best part about it is like the first twenty minutes, like Sean doesn't realize yeah, that they there's a zombie pot. He's so hung over. Yeah, they're so hung over. They're such they, they they're so self absorbed in life, they have no idea what's going on. He walks out and gets a coke and and there's dead people around him. Even when they're leaving the bar and they're they're, they're, they're walking out and there's a and they're singing song to it and uh, funny. he's well. throwing the fucking album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't know. It was my first album. That's the first press. I, <laughs> I I cried probably the first three times I saw that scene. And it's also famous for it's one of those movies that in the beginning, the first ten minutes, yeah. sitting at a table in the pub, the guy gives the entire movie away. The yeah. entire movie is given away in dialogue in 30 seconds. I love that yeah, shit. Yeah. Number one, Lance. Number one. Number, number one. one. Well, num- with the bullets number two this is yeah this two. is actually your number two it's actually my number two but it's actually my number one <laughs> recent zombie movie because the number to me again night of the living does the, the ultimate but in the same vein zombie land uh double tap yeah double tap not even i, 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 I'm, I'm talking the, first the original one, the first one's better the yeah. first the first one the rules he talks yeah. about double tap I know, rules. but but the the second movie is called Double Tap. Oh okay. no! Yeah, no, the, no. The, yeah, I was double talking tap, the rules. Yeah, yeah. The rules are great. Cardio. Um, yeah. The fact that uh, I I've always you know I've always been obsessed with uh, movies where you don't know the character, the main characters' names. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love that you know Tallahassee and that's why uh, you like Columbus and because so, they alias. use nicknames. Yeah, yeah, and uh, no, it just everything about it, and then Bill Murray. I say two and, words, Bill f- fucking Murray. Oh. And uh, you know the, the the things like you would do, you know like oh the, the end of the world's coming I'm still alive oh I'm gonna go get myself a Hummer and I'm gonna wear a really you know find a really cool snakeskin you know uh, leather jacket and stuff like that you know just like to me that was it's 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 really funny but there's some really kind of realistic things in it and stuff like that the end clowns yeah <laughs> I didn't have to be clowns the end uh shootout where uh Woody Harrelson's got all the clips lined yeah, up yeah. in the in the uh the little shack or whatever yeah. he's that's that's got a great John Woo feel to it it's just like top to bottom it's a great uh great movie again I own it so uh real quick yeah. honorable mentions boys uh Slither I love Slither uh James Gunn movie for a TV show if you haven't seen it it's six episodes it's called In the Flesh it's a uh British TV show yes Fucking brilliant. Dead the Set best. 2, as, as I mentioned earlier. Another British TV show. Uh, just the best take on zombies I've ever seen. And then, of course, the best episode of uh, Kolshak the Night Soccer involves a zombie. Yes, that's my favorite. Yes. <laughs> that's our top three favorite zombie movies and other media. Let us know what yours that? are. All right, so this week we are joining... The cult of number 22 on the ringers list of top cult films. We are joining the cult of 1981's Evil Dead. Written and directed by Sam Raimi, and this was his debut. Starring the now legendary Bruce Campbell, Ellen Sandweiss, Richard D. Menencore, Betsy Baker, and Teresa Tilly. So it's just basically Bruce Campbell. Yeah, they, Bruce Campbell's the only guy that made his... Him and Sam Raimi are the only two guys that made it out of this film. What, Ted was too young to be in this one? Maybe. Very well could be, because he's in every other... Uh, yeah, I say, yeah. Every, was he in Darkman? Yes, yes, he was. Okay. Yes, so we have the uh, classic horror story of five uh, 20-somethings going to a crappy cabin in the woods to do 20-something things. And little do they know that the Necronomicon is hidden in the in the cellar or, or whatever, and uh, the hijinks ensue with zombies and uh, killer uh, killer uh, uh, shrubbery. shrubbery. Yeah, the, the trees are alive with the oh, rape and shrubbery. Yeah, really. That uh, I the one thing I did notice is when I had this on pause on HBO. This is NC seventeen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty raw, low budget offering from Sam Raimi. But damn, I so mean, it was talk innovative. about it! Really, was. I know. I again, we've we talked about this before. This is uh this put you know put Sam Raimi on the map and put Bruce Campbell on the map. And uh, for the budget that they had, they did some pretty innovative things. I thought the, cool. the practical, practical effects were amazing. You get a lot of Sam Raimi's humor. Um, I see, and that's the one thing I kept looking for. Like I was waiting for the groovy or you know whatever, and I didn't get that. I this was more of a raw horror movie than I thought. That I didn't, I didn't. Where, where what, what part did you think was funny? Or, okay, or was you know when the, did you see um, when the car misses the truck right in the beginning, yeah. and it swerves out? There's a, just a. Half second shot of the girl pressed up against the window. 
Yeah. Ah, screaming. <laughs> uh, it's like in Mad Max. There's that one scene where the car's about to hit the tanker, and you see the guy's eyes pop out, like in a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, and he did that a lot. There were a lot of quick cuts where he would just throw something in that was um, a little unexpected. A little. It was funny. It took you out of the reality of it, uh, which he does really well. But a bunch of that kind of little stuff. Okay. That I thought was funny. His humor is is evident. Yeah, there was a lot of... If you haven't listened to the director's commentary on it, I would suggest it. Okay, no, I, I have not. Um, oh, the one, the, the, the couple things that I know about it was, it was... They literally were in, you know, shooting nights in a really in an unheated cabin... So it was cold and miserable, and and you know a bunch of the gals were running around in like nightgowns and stuff like that. Uh, the chainsaw that uh, Sam Raimi held over the one gal when he was gonna chop her up or whatever was a legitimate fully chainsaw. Fully operational. Yeah, fully <laughs> operational. And they basically were like, eh, if he screws up, we're we're in a lot of trouble here, type of thing. We're in a cabin. No one's gonna find us. The glass when the girl jumps back from the glass and they go through the glass. Yeah, uh, that was real glass. Ooh. And that was uh, not allowed in Hollywood. You can't do that today. Yeah, I, they, for safety's sake, yeah. Yeah, they don't let you get it. There was one part where he was they were filming an outside shot, and Sam Raimi fell asleep on the crane. They had a crane, and he fell asleep uh, because they had been working 18 hours a day yeah. to get this done. Uh, and so for like 20 minutes, he's sleeping, and they don't know what to do because nobody's yelling, cut. <laughs> so they keep doing things. And, and Raimi's actually sleeping on the crane. Where's uh, that outtake? Yeah, I'd like to see that. When they go down into the basement, you see the Hills Have Eyes poster. Oh, I missed that. Ah, yeah. that was his little tribute to Toby Hooper. They put that in on purpose. Um, just as a nod to Toby. Um, because that was one of the films that inspired him. Uh, the, the, and they point this out and... Until you watch it, Bruce Campbell struggling with the shelf. Yeah, you had mentioned this yeah. previously, and I, I kept an eye out for this. And it was the funniest fucking thing. There were a lot of, um, uh, what's what's the guy's name? Plan 9 from Outer Space. Ed Wood? Ed, Ed Wood. Wood. There were a lot of Ed Wood, the uh, Ed Wood octopus is attacking <laughs> scenes. You know, like when they're carrying Get out in their the belly. It looks yeah. like he's, he's killing you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and try to get out from under the shelf. Uh, come on, really? It was four planks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most IKEA furniture is heavier duty than yes. that. Yeah, yeah. It was three planks from a skid. You really should have been <laughs> able to just kind of throw that up. And he did it twice. <laughs> did anybody find it ironic that it was, uh, for the most part, it was three women who gets p- get possessed? Yeah. No, the guy gets possessed. Oh, no, yeah, the, the yeah. he was more like uh, he's about three quarters of the way through the movie. The yeah. the the, yes. the guy who's not Bruce Campbell, forgive yeah. me, uh, gets possessed and becomes one of the evil dead or whatever. But the guy on the tape points out that it's his wife who gets possessed. Yeah. So uh, and then he had to dismember her. Uh, so they give you that. I watched uh, the remake of this, which is by the way completely humorless. And then Ash is now a woman in the new one. Oh, uh, you're talking the re the re release. Yeah, Evil Dead Two is really the remake of this. Yes. And then you have the the new the remake new. of this. Yes. Yeah. I did the reboot. See, the reboot. Yeah. I the did. Reboot. I did see that. I was. I enjoyed it. It actually was pretty good. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that one quite a bit too. 
I thought that the, the his girlfriend in the film, uh, Bruce Campbell's yeah, girlfriend, yeah. And, and by the way, Ash was a pussy. Hey, this uh, he was. Yes, yes, oh he my was. God, was he? But and there was a lot of there was a lot of things that took too much time. Okay, the one gal who's locked up in the, the cellar, cellar yes. with the chain, who can just pop her head up. That just her wailing the entire like half of the movie that got on my nerves. I think that, that was totally a point. got I think on my nerves. That was a point. Yeah, I think that was supposed to. Okay, because that that would that would if you were in there and you heard that the whole time, if you get on your nerves. Okay, well then Sam Raimi did his job because it got on my nerves. Yeah. Okay, but I am also going to throw out <clears throat> that if somebody starts naming the cards of the deck and then floats in the air and tells <laughs> me everyone in the the cabin is going to die and I'm in a cabin at night, it'd be Doug Henning. There's always room for beauty in the world of magic, Keith. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just na- you just more or less describe one of Doug Henning's shows. What would your reaction be? Get the hell out of there! But that's that's horror movie. I know lore. There, but there were other things that happened where where there were too many cuts and the the time that it took for the whatever situation it was to develop. Just too it. It was too long. It was too long humanly. You know what I mean? Like you would have oh, reacted realis- to certain realistically, things. Yes. Yeah. You and and so there were moments of that in the film that caught me, and that kind of held me up because I'm like, well, "Fucking, you got like a half an hour, dude. Take a step. <laughs> yeah. Just step to the right. You'll be okay." You know. <laughs> I, I, no, it just there, there was a lot of things that took too long. Uh. Like when the guys would grab the face and they would, uh, and then you're like, okay, this has been ten minutes. Rip his cheek out. Do something. Yeah. Just fucking do something. Because <laughs> it's taking too long. I'm getting bored now. Stop dancing. Yeah, Bruce Campbell's girlfriend was the creepiest one. Oh yeah, when, with the when, giggling. Yeah, yeah. It, when she, she was in the closet and yeah, did a phenomenal fucking yeah. job. Just sitting there giggling. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Um. But all in all, I thought he did a brilliant job with what he had. I I agree. Um, if anything, this made me want to watch Evil Dead Two because yes, I think yes. Evil Dead Two was the vision he the, it was that the vision, vision realized with, the vision realized. Thank you, Keith. The vision yeah. realized with a budget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because he had a budget, he could. Yeah, yeah, he could have fulfill that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I plan on watching. It. I didn't want to watch it. Immediately after this, because I didn't want to... Yeah, like, kind of pollute your... Yeah, exactly. Because they're basically the same story, just better done. But far different than Army of the Dead. Yes, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> that That is Evil truly Dead. Sam Raimi. That's after doing Xena and everything else, Sam Raimi. Raimi. Yeah, yeah, Army of the Dead's a completely. It's not even a horror. That at that point, it's not even a, like a horror movie anymore. That's like a fantasy film or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, nobody is paranoid like Bruce Campbell. He did a good job with that. I will admit that whole scene, which was one of the scenes that took too long, was the him at the door where he's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though there was some cool stuff in there, it still took t- far too long. And then there was some misdirection stuff that, that he did that I thought was great. That you expect something and nothing happened. Slight an example. 
Yeah, I can. Okay. Because <laughs> I was... Because <clears throat> I, 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 I... To me, this was like... You got everything... Like, it was a tight movie. It was an hour and a half. Yeah. And it... it, it to your point, it... There were parts of it that, like, bogged... Like, like you said, it yeah, bogged it down. Yeah. Like, it almost stalled. Like, you get, like these, these, like, these little flurries of, like, all this horror and action and all this other stuff. And then it would, like... I don't, I don't know if he was trying to do that to kind of maybe, like... Lull com, you. you know, like, lull you into, like, okay, well, maybe this is where... Oh, you know, and then something else jumps out or something like that. The effect where he finally tosses the Necronomicon into the... Yes. The fire and the, the zombies start melting and... Took too long. Uh, that could have took two minutes, but again, the practical effects in that, I was I was amazed. With, to your point, yes, yes, I will go with that. I, yeah. I was just I was like, I, you you knew this was like a low budget film, and it was like, boy, they did some really good stuff with that. Yeah, but it was like that scene in Indiana Jones where the one guy's face melts and the other guy's head explodes. And what if that would have taken like three minutes? Yeah, yeah, that was really what it was. Yeah, you know, okay, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good analogy or whatever. Yeah, so. it, it was a time lapse of someone eating the the ants eating away the carcass. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It was fun yeah, to yeah, watch. Yeah. It took too long. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> and then to cut to the book doing the same thing and. Uh, and what I couldn't figure out was why the one zombie was smoking and melting with the book catching fire, but the other it zombie was wasn't. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he only had the money to do that. Yeah. <laughs> to do the to one. To do the you one. Yeah. Uh, though she ended up turning into that clay thing uh, at the end, which was fun. Uh, it, when the guy was, the, they break the window and he goes into the room and... He looks in the closet, and then he closes. Like, I expected something to be out in the window, and okay. it wasn't. Yeah. And then he walks forward, and you expect something to be there, and it's not. And he and and he just kept yeah. doing that, where you kind of expect something to be, and it's not. And he sets up the shot so that you feel like it's going to go that way. You know, like the guy's a little too close to the right. There's the space there. Yeah, 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 it's a little off frame, so you know that there's going to be a hand reaching in, yeah, and it yeah, doesn't. Yeah. And so he did that kind of shit through the whole thing. But then there were other th- there were other times where I was like, okay, so you know that there's this horde of demons in your cabin, and what you're going to do is for the fourth time separate, leave your girlfriend in a room sleeping by herself. And you're going to walk through other rooms. Or you hear a noise, so you're going to go explore it. After the third demon has attacked you. No. You're going to do... The rest of the movie should have been Bruce Campbell with his back at the door. Barricaded. Yeah. Yeah, with a a shotgun and and the the axe in the other hand. And just waiting for something to come into the room because he's relatively safe. And then he goes and he's like, front door, huh, close. Back, back door, door. Huh. huh, close. And then he's running back and I'm thinking, all the windows are broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can walk in anywhere. It's like a sieve. It's like a sieve. <laughs> so uh, there were there were some obvious issues with it at this watching that I didn't have the first time I watched it. Um, yeah, and, and uh, I had watched this the, in college, and they had done this is in college is when Army of Darkness came out. Uh, my roommate, thank you, Weed. Uh, Thanks, Weed. They did a, the marathon of Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness. 
So that's that was my and and you got the full gamut of so my appreciation for this movie is a little less than Evil Dead Two and Army yeah. of Darkness. Yeah, but this one started it. You can see why this is a cult, and favorite. it's like ten dentists that funded this thing. Yeah. Again, and, there's your Ed Woodward reference that was the you know Baptist Church of, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. of they, Hollywood. Ten dentists in Detroit funded this, and I I can't remember it's how like many hundred thousand sets of had, braces but. and. Yeah, it was uh, a couple root canals. <laughs> God love him. He got it made, and it's yeah. it's a it is for what it is a brilliant little film. I mean, you can see oh, Sam yeah. Raimi. Yeah, uh, and you see the bones of a, a really good horror film. It just yeah, there's parts that every now and take you out of it, and a really good director. Yes, yeah, the cameras through the grass, even even when it's above the car. I'm like, how do you get? I mean, this is '81. He had no money. He actually shot in '79. Okay, '79. Okay, and and how it, the 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 thing? There's no drone, so he wasn't using that. So, yeah, how does a, a a low budget film guy get that kind of shot? Yeah, what they didn't bring up, and I wish they had brought it up, was when they showed the bridge destroyed. It appeared to me as if the bridge was destroyed a long, long time ago. Like, this was not done recently so they couldn't escape. When you look at it, there were vines growing all over it. The, the metal was rusted. Things were... It looked like it had been done a long time ago. Yeah, and that, I, again, maybe that, that's... We've, we found a bridge that's out or something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. And this is the only out bridge that's in the shooting area or something like that. So we're going to use yeah. that, you know. But I still would have, uh, I would have played with that a little bit. Yeah. It looks like it's been like this for a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't have crossed it. How did we get across? And I thought that uh, some of the wounds they received would have caused more damage. Yes. They would not have been uh, able to move this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But okay, dude, we watched, we've watched guys bouncing other guys heads off of concrete walls in the raid and stuff like that you, there's a certain a certain uh, you know you have to suspend your disbelief to a certain amount in these kind of movies I, you know you can accept we were talking earlier about chair shots and stuff like that wait hey but when stuff is punctured that's when you start going when they tear the muscle out yeah. of your leg yeah, yeah. yeah. the, yeah, the that, pencil in the heel when it's twisted and yeah. jerked and blood yeah. is spurting yeah. out yeah. and no, you're, you're you're fainting. You're passing out. Yeah, and you're, there's there's so much pain in that. And maybe we're looking at at the, this through you know if you're looking at this through 50, 50 year old eyes as opposed to twenty year old eyes, you know, yeah. like oh man, I remember when I jarred my ankle that one time and it really hurt. And if somebody jammed a pencil in my ankle, it would hurt even more. You know, I'd have been able to walk. If I have to get out of this chair, it's gonna be a yeah. <laughs> Stab me with something? <laughs> Fuck that! I'm for us. The Evil Dead is just trying to get out of a folding chair. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I can't even feel my ass. Puncture my heel. <laughs> I guess you could puncture your ass. <laughs> you wouldn't feel a thing. Hey, it's a whole new rating system. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and again, with one of Brian's off-color comments... Why don't we uh, end it here and get a star rating, oh, boys? His comments are all colored. It's blue. <laughs> I was. I didn't make the comment. I just reacted to it. I responded. Oh. Well, respond to my question. What's the star rating on this one? Oh, you know what? 
given the obvious problems that it has, um, for which where it sits in kind of the pantheon, this is easily a four and a half star. Okay. I might even go five star just for the kind of the legendary status. Yeah, of it, huh? and and, yeah. and it well got, deserved. And, and what it got made from it because we got Evil Ted two from it. And Started the franchise. Yeah, really we got he got his career. Um, and the budgetary restrictions, I, I'd give it a solid four, four and a half, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, you know, if you, if this was just coming out now. Oh, God. Oh, this <laughs> this would be one of those Amazon movies we'd be talking It'd about. It'd be Llama Apocalypse yeah. all over again. <laughs> Llamageddon, what is Llama? Llamageddon. Llamageddon. Llama Apocalypse is our film, Keith. I'm working on the trademark We're going to do a spoof that. of Llama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, yeah, like I have to agree with Keith. Uh, just uh, a great bit of filmmaking for what they had to work with. Uh, I got to go four stars on this one. All right, that is number 22 on the ringers list. We have joined the cult of Evil Dead. Let us know what you think. And we're never leaving. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Alright, so we've been following along with the latest Star Wars offering on the Disney app, and that is the, the uh, anime series uh, Star Wars Visions. And we just watched episode 3, entitled The Twins. And uh, Keith had uh, texted and said, uh, I've got some huzz with this one. Oh yeah. And I was like, okay, and I kind of walked into it going, what's the huzz? And then I was like, oh my god. It's a big fucking yeah. huzz. So, uh, the, this is the story of two twin siblings brought up on the dark side of the Force. There are a conjoined pair of Star Destroyers with a kyber crystal in between the the, uh, the two of them. They have some sort of, they're going to use it for some sort of a weapon. And the male twin decides that uh, he does not want to do this. He wants to be good. He does want to be And, bad. uh... The hijinks ensue, and by hijinx ensuing, uh, they go outside into uh, the cold blackness of space without uh, space suits. The surfing on the X-Wing really threw me. Yeah, especially when the X-Wing starts making these sharp banks. Yes. (laughs) How is that going to... But then I saw... Uh Uh-oh. The Justice League episode the fury and saw wonder woman doing the same thing on that giant plane she's wonder woman and i didn't think jedis were immune to explosive decompression well obviously dark side really we're going with just the the dark side protects them from the the it's like a power ring no it's not (laughs) it's bullshit yeah, this one... Uh, and the, the X-Wing looked like it was going a little bit faster than that. <laughs> this one was interesting, but still a little uh, little out of my wheelhouse. I don't think we're the target demographic for this. Not at all. Uh, Star Wars fans. I don't think that there's a target demographic. I don't think we have to fit into a certain box to be Star Wars fans. That's it. I'm a Star Wars fan. That's what the box I'm not in, so I'm good. It was really hard during this episode to place when it was. It seemed to me that it was the animation to... style was very stylized. So your your touch points were the the backgrounds, which I thought were awesome. 
uh-huh. you know, the big the big scope backgrounds, and the big high heights with the, the and the depths and stuff like that. The the star destroyers, the the stormtroopers threw me off. Like the stormtroopers were so generic that it was like yes. It was weird. It was weird. And plus they had yellow on their costumes or their uniforms, which I thought was a little strange. And they carried over their guns and stuff like that. I thought the... The Super Saiyan lightsaber... The one that cut the destroyer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was a little Dragon Ball Z for me. And I and from the stuff that I've seen Big from Dragon time. Ball Z, it's not my uh, not my cup of tea. Interestingly, I, yeah, I like the Dragon Ball Z. I do like that comparison because yes, it was very uh, Dragon Ball Z. What I what one of the things I didn't like about the episode is that anybody who's dark side is usually deformed, and there was no deformation in any of the characters. Yeah, they were going for like the Vader style armor. Armor, but the the faces. Yeah, I mean they were generic. They were pretty. They were pretty people, and I don't like Sith being pretty. Or having a different definition of beauty. I don't know. Uh, Christopher Lee that ugly? That's what you're there's saying? always room for beauty in the world of Star Wars. Christopher um, Lee was... Okay, Bob Ross. <laughs> that was... Uh, oh, who was the... Uh, Doug Henney. Doug Henney. That was the... Uh, uh, I thought I was getting yeah, the Bob Ross vibe. But Doug Henney, yeah, I see that too. Yeah. It's Saturday Night Live. You weren't flamboyant there's always enough. Were, there's always room for beauty in the world of magic. <laughs> what's, um, what's Martin Short would do the Doug Henney? I always thought that was funny. Anyway, come back to us. Come back to us. I mean, the timeline in Star Wars. I, oh, I have no idea. Yeah, Again, I couldn't my touch points that. Were, were, were anywhere. I, I Star Destroyers, so after the Empire... I mean, and again, we've brought this up that, that Lucasfilm went to all these anime houses and said, go nuts. Right. Do whatever you want. And obviously they are. But my brain needs a context. Especially when it comes to a, a beloved franchise like this. Yes. yes, I completely agree with you. I mean, there's there's like the first episode. Yeah, we didn't know if he was Sith or Jedi. We didn't know. It was a cool character, but we assumed it was after the fall of the Empire. Because they were on the run. Yeah. Or they were hiding out. Yeah, this was like, well, was this during the rise of the Empire? Or the, the way the after? Of the Empire? Way after? Was it, yeah, yeah and first then how do you order? not know what kyber crystals are used for? They've been using it? kyber crystals. The Jedis have been using kyber crystals for a long, long yeah. time. The technology is what threw me. I could take this as being a pre-Empire story. Yeah, I could too, but it didn't seem like it. It seemed like it was after. Yeah, and so I couldn't. So for me, that took me out of it because I couldn't place it anywhere. And I thought you've created two characters that I thought were kind of cool. I thought the creation of them, I thought that, that I story I, behind them. Yes. I, I, no, I, that I thought w- it was just Leia and, and Luke again, but in, these are evil Leia and Luke. The twins. Ooh. And you ruin everything. You no, ruin no. it. You didn't because, no, that makes sense. There would have to be balance. And the Force, that's the whole... You would have Luke and Leia as the good, and then oh, you we're would not have these getting two. into the whole balancing the force. That would make sense to me, and it would make sense if somebody came and said, "You want to do a, a Star Wars cartoon? You can do whatever you want to yeah. draw the bad Luke and Leia, because yeah. he was blonde, uh, and so she." But uh, I think if you were going to draw a bad brunette character, she would be blonde. But they were twins. So Luke and Laura. So Luke and Luke Leia. Leia. Sorry. 
Luke and Laura were from General Hospital, and they were. That's what he identifies as now. <laughs> they weren't twins. Twinsies. That would have been a bad General Hospital storyline. <laughs> we're twins. Um, anyway, uh, and that's uh, William Riker's wife, Jonathan Frakes, okay. for a long, long time. Laura from Luke and Laura. Jeannie, whatever. Jeannie Francis. There it is. Thank you. Yeah. We, we're way off course now. I know. But so was this episode. Thank you. So that the, the timeline thing is what threw me. That's where I, I, I like the episode as far as I like the concept of it. I didn't think the execution cutting. I up. wanted to see the non the non Dragon Ball Z story with the, the evil twins. Yes. The more grounded Star Wars story than cutting a flying a, outside the ship and cutting a, a star destroyer in half. Yeah. Yes. Yes. With the Uber Kyber Crystal? Or what? I don't even know what the fuck it was. I thought their little battle at the end was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, everything else, you know, it was it was a, it was a, a nice, light, fun, you know, don't give this too much thought, but unfortunately, as a Star Wars fan, you have a tendency to give things too much thought. Right. You gotta place them somewhere. The Ruiner here, of course. Once he started surfing on the X-Wing, I went, okay, I'm done. I can't. Our duel... <laughs> I liked it up until then. I thought it was interesting, and then it got weird. Okay, so so far I think we're one <laughs> for three. We are. We are. We're one for three so far. That's not great. No. If you're playing baseball, it's not bad. But what is there? Six. There's nine. No, I think there's nine. There's nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're 22 minutes of pop. Yeah. yeah you know what? It's it, not it a lot of time to invest. Again, it's... We, it felt longer. <laughs> it's a quick hit and you're done. Sure is. It's a quick hit. And and you know so what? I'm going to say that the one was so fucking good. It almost makes up for the others. It makes up for yeah. the others. Yeah. It really does. They, You know what? You, you give nine studios a uh, license to do whatever they want. And then... If one of them hits something like that first one, uh, that's gold. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree. Just finding gold in the pot. All right, well. <laughs> and we got uh, six more episodes to watch here, so. You got to keep digging. Hopefully. It would have been better if they'd have put it as the last episode. <laughs> Leave on a high note? Because then we would, yeah, we'd have gone through all that shit and went, oh my God, that's a great aftertaste. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a burp. Just like a burp. All right, well. He likes an outline. Just like a... No, that's not a good one. Give him a better one. <laughs> no, you know how when you burp, sometimes you get that taste, and then sometimes you go, oh, that was, yeah, that was the tapioca pudding. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm stopping it right here. We're done. Spoiler alert. Right, so we've been following along with the latest and greatest uh, DC offering on the CW, and that is Stargirl. And we have come to the season finale of Season 2, Episode 13 of Summer School. And Keith, uh, you actually had a loyal listener comment in the store that we actually did a pretty good job of predicting the finale here. Yes, yes, he did. So I listened to that again, and then we did... Uh, Ryan, I have to admit, you were on the nose with your comment that the JSA was going to beat Eclipse. That was, that you was know a what? I was shocker. right. That, that was a, that you was, can just say it. That was an underdog bet. 
I, uh, you can just say it, and now you got to change the intro. Do you, do you know anything about sports betting? <laughs> you ever heard the bet in the chalk? I, uh, no. Chalk? You never no. heard that? No. You bet the chalk on that, right? <laughs> you know what? It was a prediction. It's like, I was right. It's I, like betting on wrestling. <laughs> so, yes, we have Eclipso, uh, taking possession because he needs a host of... Stargirl, and I had mentioned that, boy, I was really looking forward to Breck Bassinger being evil, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah, no. She was uh, terrible. Yeah, uh, they really didn't, she didn't really have a shot at it. No. Um, I thought that that was a missed opportunity. They could have done more with yeah. that battle. Yeah. Uh, and that would have been really good. Yeah, not, uh, that was pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. But he had to have the, uh, the host of the light. Had to bring the light and the dark together. Yeah, so we could yeah. join the Shadowlands. So we could with join the, the Shadowlands. Yeah. Uh, so you've got, uh, we called it uh, Mike Jumping in Stripe. Yeah. yeah. Which was fun. That was fun little, I love the, uh, I love the giant uh, chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> Zeke's, yeah, Zeke's kind of becoming a, a favorite of mine. Yes. I hope they keep him around. Yes. Uh, you have got uh, the... Hourglass was shattered, and I should have seen this coming. Uh, so our man, of course, shows up. I don't have super strength, but I have a friend that does. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I was a little shocked, even though I know Solomon Grundy's story. Uh, when he fucking blew a hole through him, I just went, "Are you kidding me?" And then they did it so that he falls and slides a little, and Eclipse puts his head, his foot on his head. I went, this is just brutal. Well done. <laughs> the animation, though, was kind of... Oh, the animation was shit. It was shit. like a bad video game. Yeah. Uh, Solomon Grundy kind of looks like a uh, a college frat bro. <laughs> like the stupid beer drinking one. <laughs> Bluto from Moose? Animal House. Yeah. Yeah. Bluto or Moose from uh, Archie. He he does kind of look like that. He's got the hairstyle that kind of comes over his eyes. He's ogre from nerds. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, with the Robert Pattinson hairstyle. Uh, yeah, I, I, the animation is terrible, but I like the character. Oh, I do too. And then of course uh, we made the call because he just was too fucking good. Uh, that of course the shade likes his oh, drama. Yeah, and you and he, oh, you knew he was showing up. Yes, I didn't know he's staying around. Which, which that was, was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah. I'm, glad, yes. I'm glad of that. Yes, and uh, and I like that character. Yes. I really do like. And the I character. knew Sylvester was going to come in, and I they they telegraphed when it was when she. Yes. Did. Oh, I'm the only one who can carry. Okay, here he's coming right now. Yeah. <laughs> you, they, they telegraphed that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then the phone call that uh, that Cindy made was didn't guess this. Did not no. see this really, coming. I was again pleasantly no. surprised yeah, by yeah. this. Called the Crocs. And, uh, unfortunately, I thought, uh, just wasted the, they didn't do anything. Yeah, they no. had, like, one second. Yeah. yeah. They, they the big, the big Avengers group scene around the bad guy. Yeah. And that was, yeah. And, and their daughter did nothing. No. Which, uh, except that there was a the little twist at the end. Yeah. Which, uh, season three is already lining up to be... Super fun. Yeah, yes, yes. I'm already. I was so excited. The uh, after the battle, which <clears throat> I so liked, I, I just loved Eclipso's character. I, the 
I just kept watching the, the going. Kid, really the, well. the, the kid was wonderful. I mean, that oh. kid is going places. That kid was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's going to become a drug addict. and uh, Well, let's hope for the best one. <laughs> pimp himself out in Hollywood because he doesn't make the transition after okay. puberty. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you gotta, let's see if that prediction's wrong. you got to stop watching all those YouTube channels. You come with the, the negativity. And you no, know, I'm not coming with the negativity. What I am coming with is uh, just the sheer volume of child stars that don't. Yeah, uh, except that, uh, what's his name uh, from Family Affair? There was Buffy and Jody. 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 Uh, he had started a, a foundation for child stars to help them navigate, which I thought was really cool. Uh, anyway. So getting on to, uh, I did not think that the the build up to the battle, though I do, I really like uh, Stargirl and Cindy's energy together. Those two, uh, there was some cool shit, and the the fucking battle in that the with the, I just kept thinking X twenty three, in the office building, when she's battling her younger self, and then um, Wildcat's battling Wildcat. That, that wildcat. Yeah. That wildcat is so fucking perfect, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, that was that was really cool. You got stri- you got like young stripesy versus the you know kind of older stripesy. Yeah, kicking the crap out of each other. Uh, yeah, you got Cindy's. Uh, you like you said X twenty three. Yeah, know, the ten year old version of her fighting the 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 newer the, the modern version of her and stuff like that. That was a, a really neat dynamic. I yes, thought. that yes. that whole scene, that whole battle action. Uh, was better than the ending fight. Yes. Even though they dragged out the ending fight, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, they. You could tell they spent yeah. the majority of the budget on the on the you know. The the last the last battle, yeah. if yeah. you will. Yeah, but uh, but that I thought was far more intense, just in that little area. Yes, it was more condensed action. Yes. Oh, and then there's some questions I got for the end, and I want to get your guys' opinion on it. Um. So, uh, then they get through with the battle. We knew it was going to end. Okay, I have to ask. Was anybody else disappointed that they didn't show the shade on, like, an ocean liner throwing a piece of toast into the ocean? That I was expect- I was expecting that. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was waiting. I was gleefully waiting for, you know, oh, what are you doing? Oh, there's toast is no good or something and tossing it into the bottom of the ocean. But, um... Deprived of that, I did think that turning, literally turning Eclipse to an old piece yeah. of toast. Well, would, I, I, would saw be a I saw that coming. I saw that coming. As soon as they said he's toast, and I'm like, well, when, when they said to uh, Thunder to turn Thunderbolt. To toast, yes, Thunderbolt to turn to toast, I'm like, okay, he's going to be a piece of toast at the end. Which, which by the way, was just stupid as shit yeah. because they had to put it back in the gym. <laughs> I was thinking that or. You know, somebody like loses track of the piece of toast, and somebody's really hungry, and then Eclipso comes back. A raccoon runs off yeah. with it. Get a raccoon Eclipso. Or... Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> so, some wild animal gets it and runs out. They it. did Eclipso so well. Yes, they did. I was uh, I was so impressed. Yeah. No, I really I really like the way they did the, the Eclipso's like the look, the the powers yeah. that every everything about it. Yeah, and then cool. I always thought it was great that he took over a small town because. Yeah. He's one of the most powerful villains in the DC universe, and he takes over Blue Fucking Valley. That been, was stupid. He's always been a half-assed used character. He's never been. If you if before this happened, you made a list. He would not made a list of anyone's. This is a badass. Villain. No, but they had that uh, that miniseries that they did. 
what was it? Five, ten years ago. Yeah. With the Calypso and the Justice League, and it was really well done. I mean, they really, they they made him a cool character. It was probably written by Jeff Johns. Yeah, and, and again, he's, he's never used... No. They had that big thing in the 90s with the gem on the comp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that was they where cut. I thought they got his look from because that was like a Bart Sears yes. design. Yeah. Crossed over into all the annuals and stuff, but they just never really. He's never been a. a Star Wars has been a bigger threat than him most of the times. Yeah. Big freaking. Starfish. starfish from space. <laughs> so I, I, that's. I mean, they actually made him really cool for what. Uh, Non-eventful comic character he's been. Yeah. So let's get on to the next season. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's. So obviously they beat Eclipso. Sylvester Pemberton is moving in. Wait. I think we can at that point uh, say you were right, Brian. I think we could just say that for the first time in in this podcast history, Brian, you were right. Thank you. That's like saying the sun's gonna come up tomorrow. Shut I ain't up. Giving to you. Just shut I up. I don't care you. how. Uh... That's not a prediction. So they beat. Okay, so they beat Eclipso. The shade is not dead. You've got Sylvester Pemberton moving in with the Whitmores because apparently he was setting up the basement because he's gonna show her some stuff. Yeah. You've got uh, the great scene of. Uh, Rick Tyler burying Solomon Grundy and the Shade showing up and saying, "Well, if you do this exactly right, and this was established, this was established in Starman. If you do this exactly right, he will come back." Yes, it's been and then he also said he is hanging around because the t- he's taken a shine to them, which I, by the way, love. Rick's his friend. Hey, just like Coke and Rick Jones. I never even put that together. So oh, just now. oh, do you think yeah. they're gonna friend come up Rick. with? Are they gonna fix the um, the hourglass? Is he gonna come back different? Grundy, they, well, in Starman, they they say that Grundy always comes back. That's different. what I'm saying. Are they gonna follow through with that? Is he gonna come back different? Yes, I hope so. Just because uh, and they made in, in Starman, they made him a lot more. He was less the Hulk and a lot more human. So I have a feeling, so they can save on their budget, they're gonna make yeah. more of a, a human sized Grundy. Uh, you have got uh, Beth's parents, of course, deciding to stay together, and the, one of the great Easter eggs is. Oh, we've got plans for you. We've got a new costume design for you. It's going to be black and yellow with nanotechnology. I was just like, the stage parents? Yes. That might be fun. Could be. Could be. It's a different, um, it'll be a different dynamic. They've, they've actually grown Beth's character quite a bit. Um, I might even say it's been one of the more. A new costume would be good. A new costume for her would be great. Yes. <laughs> Jesus yes. Christ. Uh, they, uh, the Crocs apparently move in. That was the funniest fucking yeah, thing. Yeah. That was the house next door sells. I didn't even pick up, and I and you you would think if they even mention it, it's got to be something. But I thought it was going to be Shade. Howdy, I, I, neighbor. Uh, I was fucking crying. I was actually laughing out loud. I thought it was going to be Shade. Cause, especially since he's so, uh, so involved or, or concerned about yeah. the mother. So. Yeah, there's a connection there, and I hope they explore more, because I like that. Uh, but there's something up with her too, that they're not they haven't said yet. But there's some hinting at some stuff. Uh, but just having those, who would have thought, watching the first season that that really the breakouts would have been uh, Sportsmaster and yeah, what's her name? Tigress. Tigress. Yeah. Who who would have thought with their daughter? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but how funny are they? Yeah. 
fucking funny, and it's going to be great having him live next door. That Pat might get in shape now. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a hoot. Uh, Cindy wanting to join the JSA. Yeah. So she wants to throw in her lot with the JSA, so we'll see how that goes. We've got the uh, Icicle 2 coming, which I think is going to lead to the betrayal by Cindy. Yes, you have the grandparents reveal to the son of the Icicle their powers. And what happened to the Icicle? Yes, so... You might get a you might get uh, Icicle Two, like the early two thousands JSA, where he's the son of the original Icicle. That that might be cool. And you you know he seems like he's a decent guy, but if you find out your dad got <coughs> killed by somebody, you're probably not going to be so nice. Yeah. And then the big spoiler or the big stinger, which I was kind of predicting. The nurse actually talks to Mister Bones. And if I'm not mistaken, he was voiced by Keith David. It sounded like it, yes. I missed that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed that. <laughs> How did I fucking miss that? I don't know. Did you? It was like the credits? very, did you turn it off like right after, because it was like the very last thing. Yeah. I might have. Okay, yeah. It was the, the wife very, was talking. Okay, she was talking, and, and then they, <laughs> wife was I don't even want to say it wasn't a, like a post-credits or whatever, but it was the nurse from the one where they go to the Helix Institute, and, and oh, by the way, I knew there was something familiar about the Helix Institute, the symbol on the Helix Institute they stole from Heroes. Okay. Oh, okay. But, um, yes, the nurse, the kind of, uh, yeah. the kind of uh, nurse uh, ratchet, uh, if you yeah. will, says, oh, there's a community in Nebraska where supervillains and superheroes live next to yeah. each other, and he goes... How you know? Then they pan around, and of course, it's Mister Bones with the just the skeleton yeah. face with the suit on and stuff like that. And he goes, "Well, that sounds very interesting. We'll have to pay a visit." Yeah, and it was Keith David. At least it sounded like him. Pretty good special effects. <laughs> you missed it. I huh? fucking hate that. How did I fucking miss that? And we had been talking about how they're are they going to do yeah. Mister Bones? Ah. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. I'm fucking pissed. You can always go back and watch. I'm sure it's online somewhere. It should be on demand. You can be able to watch it on demand on HBO. You know what's funny is that uh, on um, I watch it on the CW app. Oh, okay. So once it ends and once the the that ending logo comes up, Uh, there's nothing ever on after that. I think yeah. it, okay, yeah, because they do yeah, the end logo yeah, and this and is the scene cut, after. Yeah, yeah, so I always yeah. just cut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I I had stayed on. I don't know how many times. Yeah, it okay. Waiting for the uh, for the preview for the next yeah, yeah. week and but no, you... no. So I, as soon as that comes up, I just go pep. Nah, uh, that'll ruin you. You leave the theater as soon as the original credits come up too. No, well, not anymore. Don't... But I, I've watched the ending credits on Star Girl. You know, two or three times and gone, okay, this is a waste of my fucking life. <laughs> so why would you think on the last one it would do anything? All those people worked on this and you just ignore their lives. No, I looked waste them up t- on IMDb. They're a waste of time. I looked them up on IMDb and I praise each and every one of them. <laughs> All right, so uh, did the... Uh, Brian, you had mentioned that you you were kind of this was a dark season and you were kind of hoping for the <clears throat> bright sunny uh, finish. Was this was this yes. bright and sunny in JSA and Golden Age enough for you? Yes, it was. Uh, the me. ending was. Yeah, the ending yeah, was. Yeah. The yeah that the, the after battle. Yes. yes, yeah, that was all. Um, 
Yeah, I don't. And I thought it was funny when Mike was talking about, and I, I couldn't help but think it when Mike was saying we should form our own group, yeah. Infinity Inc. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. Keith, so, what about you? What'd you think of the the finale? I thought it was great. I really liked it. I, I again after the battle stuff was was fun. I can look forward to next season. Um, like I said a lot of the battle stuff was predictable. So, but you know it's gonna be it's CW. It, at least they're not. Like all dating each other. Um, Keith David is Mr. Bones. <laughs> so you were correct. Okay. Thought it sounded like him. He's got one of the great uh, one of the great yes. voice work voices of all time. Uh, yeah, I agree with both you guys. It was a super dark season. Uh, maybe a little longer than it needed to be, but uh, it ended the right way, I think. Yes. Um, left a feeling uh, warm and sunny inside and stuff like that. And I don't know that it was longer than it needed to be. They had a lot to develop, and yeah. then they took their time doing it. Yeah, it was almost like this was a development for season three. Yeah, they had to break up the team. They had to have everyone have their crisis moments. Well, they had to do enough to make uh, Courtney hate. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. Because that that's that was the key to that turning her. So yeah, they had to build up a lot of that stuff. There wasn't that. I don't think there was that many filler episodes. When you think, oh. when you look back, how many filler episodes was there? Now, yeah. even, even the one with the Sportsmaster and Tigress that turned out to be not a filler episode. No, that was fun. That yeah. was fun. So I mean, there, there's just didn't seem like there was a lot of wasted time. Um. So it is, yeah, Stargirl Season 3 Frenemies. So this was Summer School. Yep. So the Season 3 is called Frenemies. Yep. That's going to be fun. Yeah. That's going to be fun. All right, boys, so uh, we have come to the end of the season. What what is the star rating for Season 2 of Stargirl? I'll give it a 4. You know, I was thinking 4, 4.5. I was watching it yesterday thinking um, this is... The most comic accurate CW show for sure. CW show, but even just superhero. Yeah. Just how the the costumes, all of the costumes they've stayed true to, even even though they look horrible. Fucking Doctor Midnight. Jesus Christ! Who'd have thought that that would have been the the costume that would not translate at all? It's got to be between this and Superman and Lois, as far as which is the best show they're doing right now. I haven't watched Superman in a It is really good. You know what? The problem that I have with CW shows is that they have two or three really good seasons. Yeah. And then they fuck it up. And you just stop watching. Yeah, but I hate that. Well, so... <laughs> I hate that because I, I, I want to watch it because I, I love... I watched <clears throat> probably two or three seasons of Supergirl longer than I should have. Which should Yeah, they got a female should. guardian now. Yeah, because Jimmy I Wilson don't quit. Know. But I don't know. I watched the first two seasons. That's all I could handle of that one. It became uh, too relationship centric, and I'm like, okay, I don't care. I am going to tell you that what's caught my eye is Nancy Drew, because I love Nancy Drew, so I might have to watch that. All right. Well, I'm going to say this was a super. <laughs> this is still a super fun series. It's got some of my favorite characters in it from the JSA. I'm going to say it was a four star series. I'm going to say four and a half. I'm going to give it four. Woo! Season a bump. No, you know what? Yeah, for the season, uh, the story was excellent. Eclipse was cool. The shade was. Aw- yeah, you know what? Fuck that. Four and a half stars. The shade was fucking awesome. Yeah, the, the, shade the character building that they did, and then the 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 the, uh, the teaser for next season. There's so much going on that I, I actually left that going, 
I am so looking forward to season three now. Looking forward to season three. That's the best way to sum it up. Let us know what you think. Tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek podcast for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening. And hey, keep on geeking on.